Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. I'm here with Mikey and Jeff, as always. Today, we're going to be reviewing the UFC Fight Night, Grasso versus Araujo, and then we're going to be answering some questions that we curated um, at the end. So, getting into this card, we're just going to be talking about some fights that matter. Starting off, Tatsu Taira, uh, he had an absolute banger of a last fight, and He's like 22 years old. He's going up against CJ Vergara. And this is going to be just a crazy fight. Um, I love Tatsu Taira after his last fight. I believe that was his debut. Um, he's 11-0. and 0, And he's a he's just so technically strong as a striker. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited to watch him fight. Jeff, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I'm, I got reminded before this who Tatsu Taira was from you. But yeah, yeah I, had, I had to get reminded. But... I now I know, and he's an absolute dog. Coming yeah. out of Japan, I dude. Fight last fight. Uh, Carlos Candelario. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. He took him apart. Yeah, it was a great fight, and then he had that super uh funny like after speech, his winning speech. Yeah. Uh, Mike, are you excited for this one? I am. It's uh, pretty interesting, too. He's the number one fly, flyweight in all of Japan, like you guys said, the spry age of 22. But uh, I don't fucking know if we're going to see him have as much success as we did last fight. I don't know if this is going to be more like the, uh, who was it, Nathaniel Wood, Charles Jordan fight, where oh, yeah. everyone wants to see the younger guy win, but he kind of gets picked apart. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'd put any money on this fight. Should be a good one, but... I think his hype train might die out a little bit after this bout. Yeah, yeah I don't. Fair. I don't know too much about CJ Vergara, who his is his opponent, but um, yeah, he is like around. He's five six. Tyra's five seven, and they're within a pound of each other. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what actually happens. Um, I know Vergara's thirty one though, so he's got a lot more just age, but he's only got um. I believe, yeah, three more fights than Tyra does. So, yeah, I think only one more in the UFC. Yeah. So, either way, it's going to be a good fight. I'm excited to watch these two bang. It's going to be awesome. Um, next fight, Nick Ma- Maximov, who, if you guys remember, if fans remember, uh, we interviewed Andre Petrovsky right before he beat Nick Maximov in a couple of seconds versus Jacob Malcolm. This is going to be a great fight. Um, Nick Maximov is looking to get a redemption win after his loss as we mentioned and uh yeah he's gonna look to take on jacob malcoon and get that win jeff do you think he can do it i i don't know jacob malcoon is also a dog i mean he kind of got robbed against brendan allen Mm. and i mean there this is going to be a pretty damn good fight though both of these guys have something to prove after coming off a rare l so it should be a banger yeah um mikey yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, everyone's predicting it's going to be grappling heavy because these two are such good grapplers, such good wrestlers. But I think it's going to be kind of opposite. I yeah. think there's going to be fists flying. I think there's going to be fireworks because, like Jeff said, these two guys are hungry, have something to prove. Nick's coming off his first loss. And isn't he the one who tr- – he's in uh, Diaz's camp, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he, he's in Diaz's camp. Yeah, so I – like Jeff said, I'm seeing. A, I'm not thinking it's going to be grappling heavy. I think it's going to be a good fight to watch. I expect Maximov to pull it out. Yeah, and usually two grapplers cancel each other out and go to, go to striking. So yeah, that's a really good point. Maybe maybe it's worth sprinkling a little Maximov money line. He's only a minus one forty favorite, so 
you're laying a little bit of juice for him, but um, yeah, definitely worth a bet. Um, he gives, he is uh, three inches taller and he, but he weighs two pounds less and has a three inch reach advantage. So if it does go to striking, he does have a small reach advantage. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this fight. Uh, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a banger. As you guys mentioned next fight, Victor Henry versus Raphael. Asun Cow, Asun Sao, Asun Sao, uh, or when oh, Jeff, you know who these guys are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, give this over to you. Yeah, Raphael Asun Sao has been around a fucking block. This guy has fought fucking a murderous row, and he's coming <laughs> off of <clears throat> a bunch of straight L's from him. I mean, let's look at let's yeah. let's Simon, have a look at it. Garbrandt, Sandhagen, yeah, Juarez. He beat Rob Font in 2018. <laughs> Um, yeah. and then he was on a little bit of a Matthew Lopez. He won via KO Marlon Morris. He won via decision. He beat Aljamain Sterling in 2017, lost to Dillashaw and then went on like a, so Max, that. seeing that, how many fights do you think Victor Henry has had in the UFC? He has like 27, right? Yeah. How many in the UFC do you think? Oh, he has oh. Had? no, no, no. Look. I don't, I'm not looking. I have no fucking, I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know. Dude, I'm gonna say like three because I've never really heard of him. Motherfucker, Victor Henry has one UFC fight. This is his second, and he's going oh against. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, oh, okay. So grab no nah, Victor Henry. Had, he has fought in Red Rising and shit, and he he was pretty damn good there, but he kind of fell off at the end there and got picked up by UFC. Yeah, caught a dub with. With the UFC, and now here we go. He's fighting the Sun Sal, who I mean, he needs a win. But so, this is gonna, I honestly, this is gonna be a weird fight, I think, because it's a 35 year old going against a 40 year old, and the 40 year old is coming off a two KO loss streak. He's been knocked out twice in a row. Um, <laughs> it might be worth sprinkling a little Victor Henry via KO, because if you're coming off a two KO loss, uh, you're definitely more susceptible to getting knocked the fuck out. So maybe that's a nice True. little sprinkle. But I mean, this will be a great fucking thing to have under Victor Henry's belt. Yeah. Or I mean, can the Sun Sal fucking pull one out of his ass and show that he still belongs when he needs it? Well, Sun like Sal fucking like that uh Michael Johnson. Oh, true. Good point. A Sun Sal is plus two seventy. So if you wanted to do like a weird little hedge bet, you could grab a Sun Sal money line or Victor Henry uh, via KO. Might be. What's pretty impressive, too, is that he, now I'm looking at the Sanhagen fight, went to the decision. So you go to the decision with a fucking animal in Corey Sanhagen. Was that and before he was Smith. the animal, though? Was that when he, before he got knocked out? Uh, it's 2019, so it's got to be right around then. <clears throat> yeah. And then Ricky Simone, you go to round two. That was this past December. Yeah. Dude, Ricky Simone finished Jack Shore in round two. So yeah. that's, I mean, you're the same timeline as the fucking golden boy Jack Shore, and you're 40 years old. That is saying something. True. Very good point. Um, next fight, Mono Martinez versus Brandon Davis. Do you guys know these guys? Um, yeah, I know a little bit about Mono Martinez. He's just a young up and comer. And Brandon Davis, I know this is his second stint in the UFC. So I was gonna roll with Mono Martinez just because it looked like he was starting to find his stride, and then he lost to um. He lost to, uh, uh, who do we watch? Kakramanov dominate. Uh, I can't think of it. Ronnie Lawrence. Mm. 
So he lost to Ronnie Lawrence, but he was starting to find his stride. I just don't trust a guy doing his second stint in the UFC, and he's losing again. So I'm gonna roll with Mana Martinez in this one. All right, not a bad pick. He's um, let me. He's minus one fifty-five. So you're laying a little. Seems juice, right. Yeah, not a bad pick, Jeff. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm rocking with what Mike said because I do not know much about these motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know much about these guys either. Um, okay, I do know about this next guy, Alonzo Menfield versus uh, Sirkanov, who says he's from Misha Sirkanov is claiming he's from Canada. That's definitely not a Canadian name. Um, Holy fuck! Yeah, but uh, yeah, Alonso Menfield is fucking huge. He is one of the biggest, like most built light heavyweights I've ever seen. He's he's like a full fucking bodybuilder, and these guys are both strikers. This is just going to be an insane fight. Um, Menfield's coming off a a KO win over Mozarov this summer, and uh, he's looking to roll. That was that goofy ass fight where Mozarov's fucking record got changed like four times before it. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, we thought Moz- Mozarov was going to come off as like some wrestler, and he really was just striking. And he had we no, we thought he was going to come off like really fucking good, and he got his shit beat. Yeah, and he had <laughs> no ground. Him. Yeah, and uh, uh, Sirkanov is coming off. Uh, th- he's on a three loss streak against Span, Yako, and um, Terman. He got submitted. He lost via split to Yako, and then he got KO'd uh, via span. And that's all within. He's he fought in February. He fought in October of 2021, and he fought March 13, 2021. So he's had a pretty busy last couple of years. I'm definitely taking Menfield to win this one. Uh, he's just so much bigger, and he's got a better fight history, in my opinion. I think I think he gets this one done. Jeff, do you agree with me? Um, I don't know about the fight history because. Sirkinov has fought fucking everyone, just like Rafael Sunsau. Yeah. This is literally oh, yeah, just fought, like that. He lost to Johnny Henry Walker. And fight. Just like it. Yeah. I mean, we got Menafield, who's pretty hot. Come off a fucking K- pretty damn good KO. And then we have yeah. Sirkinov, who's fucking fought everyone and who's trying to fucking get off of a lost streak and has something to prove. So. It should be pretty fucking good. It just seems like uh, Sir Sirkanov has not been able to fight like crack the top guys. You know, he he loses to Glover Tix. Oh my god, Glover Tixera, uh, and then he lost to Volkan Ozdemir, and then he lost to Johnny Walker. So it seems like and uh, Christoph Yatko. So like it seems like right when he starts getting around like the ranked guys and like the top guys in the in the class, he he starts to crack a little bit. But he has fought a lot of like. Other guys like that. Mikey, do you think Menfield gets this one? Yeah, I don't. Like you just said, the fact that you brought that up, too, I think it's almost the same for Menfield, too. He kind of, I don't know. I mean, he beat Paul Craig, but he doesn't show, he hasn't shown up in a lot of the bigger fights he's had. Yeah. St. Prue, he lost. Devin Clark, he lost. Those are his, yeah, he's, and then he lost to William Knight. Those are his only three losses, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, like you said, I think I'm going to roll Menfield a little bigger. A little more violent. We'll see what happens, though. I'm yeah. not feeling confident in that pick either. Yeah, fair enough. I, I just, I'm a big fan of Menfield after he knocked the fucking head off of Lazarov. Mm-hmm. Um, next fight, I don't know these two guys. Dusko, Todorovic, and then Jordan Wright. Um, Jordan Wright looks like the most bland UFC fighter I've ever seen. Just- He's fucking polar opposite. Really? Yeah. 
always brings a banger. Hundred percent every fight. He, he's never went to a decision. Dude, he nope. looks like uh like a, a creator player in UFC or something. He's got like no tattoos. Yeah, he yeah. is the fucking Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh, is that his nickname? Yeah, absolute dog. Nickname. He always brings a banger. All right, and fucking then, Dusko has yeah. a ninety-one percent finish rate. Dude, oh, yes. someone so, so absolutely hammered a fucking under. And guaranteed, someone's counting sheep. Bet. All right, so we're going fight not to go the distance. Good, good insight, boys. That's a good. That's a good pick. Um, all right. Well, you guys sold me on that one. Next fight: Askar Askarov, Askar Askarov versus Brandon Royval. Whoa, I know Askarov. He's got that crazy looking head, dude. He looks like he's been beat to a pulp many times. That crazy bean. Yeah, he's got that crazy <laughs> noggin on him, dude. But he's yeah, he's fourteen one and one. He looks like he's gotten the shit kicked out of a million times, though. But um, he lo- he looks like he had just had a fight before his picture was taken. I do not um know much about Brandon Royval, Jeff or Mike. Mikey, do you know any of these guys? Go ahead, Jeff Dukes. Brandon Royval is an absolute dog. He is the raw dog, actually. But right. yeah, he's coming off of a fucking sub over Matt Schnell, coming off of a decision win over Rodrigo Bontorin, also. I mean, he is the fucking raw dog, but Askar Askarov, I mean, he's the best man in the fucking division other than what? Bryn Moreno, Kai Kara France, and fucking Figueredo? I mean, oh, he's got to oh. be. Wait. The best Dude, in the division. Max is going to hate this fucking fight because I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. It's Grappling. just going to be, it's going to be Marab and Aldo all over again. Oh. Askarov's gonna Probably. stick to fucking Royval like glue. I'm telling you right now, don't hold your breath for a classic Royval finish unless someone's near you who can perform CPR, dude. Because that <laughs> motherfucker, he's gonna stick to him like glue. I, I think Jeff knows it too. Everyone wants to see Royval get a finish. I don't see it. Um, Royval, he, I didn't realize he fought. Um, he fought for like he won a title over with via Nate Simmons, right? Or Nate Williams. He it says he, this was a title fight that he won via submission. I don't know. I didn't know that. Um, and then he lost to Brandon Moreno, and I guess that's how Brandon but Moreno got the title. Also, Ascar he doesn't really bring it to decision much, Mike. No, he doesn't. He definitely doesn't. Oh, like, he... I can definitely see him subbing Roy Val easily. Yeah, I meant more or less. Max isn't gonna like to watch him control him all fight. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck but no! He, Askar Askarov's gonna bring it fucking to him, but I don't know, dude. Askar is a fucking pretty, pretty fucking engaging fighter. Dude, I don't know. Look at his last fucking five decision, 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 draw, technical submission, decision. Dude, yeah. it's gonna. I don't know. But, it might be a bit of a fucking boring one. But Roy Vall fucking brings it too, so it's hard to say it's gonna be boring. He just might bring it right at him too. I don't know. It's up in the air. We don't know yet. But I'm, I'm, ex- you know what? I'm excited to see the first round, and if it's boring, I might run to the gas station. That's all. Um, one thing good about this, though, yeah. the winner's got to fight Pantoja, and that's gonna be a good one because Pantoja, what he lost to, he lost to Askarov and beat Roy Vall, so it's gonna be running it back. After this, it's gonna be another fucking contender fight. Whoever wins, I guess. I don't. I don't know what the fuck you do with that division. Fucking, it's getting staler than fucking. God knows 
what? I mean, hopefully Ascar wins, I would think, and then hopefully he beats Pantoja because he might be the only one who can give a fucking a chance to Moreno or Figueredo. <laughs> yeah, and I then mean, we have Car, an... France. Yeah. Also, didn't he already fight fucking? Yeah. Did he already fight Moreno? Yeah. yeah he lost. He... Remember, he got the liver kick. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Ascar. Oh, oh. Moreno. Yeah, he he fought Moreno already. Yep. So, it's just, it's a whole lot of running it back in that division. It's getting pretty damn stale. But they went to a draw. Oh, yeah, that was that shitty draw. Yeah. Yeah. It's And that was early on in Marino's career. Yeah. Huh. Well, you know, it's still going to be an interesting fight, if not for the flyweight, or sorry, the band, or no, yeah, the flyweight, uh, just the standings and how it's all going to shake out. Because like Jeff said, it's a huge mess. Alrighty, so next fight, Cub Swanson versus Jonathan Martinez. Um, we're all familiar with Cub Swanson. Jeff, can you give us a little rundown of this of this uh, match? Yeah, Cub Swanson, he is the definition of a fucking warrior. He's talking about fighters who's been there and fucking big with big names. He is the fighter who's been in there with big names. He's fought fucking everyone. Every fucking is it lightweight, um, bantamweight, bantamweight. Yeah, he's fought bantam lightweight. He's fought everyone and every fucking. Dude, it feels like he's been in every division in every fight, dude. It's ridiculous. No, it's feather. Feather, they're fighting this one at bantam. I think. Oh no, you're right. They're at featherweight. My bad. No, they're fighting this one at bantamweight. Yeah, it's because he bounces around. Yeah. Literally, Cub, he fights everyone. He is the definition of a warrior. Him and, like, Dos Anjos, I put them in the same vein. Well, there you go. Um, Mikey, how do you feel about that? Um, I, yeah, I agree with everything Jeff just said, but I think this is it. I'm not saying he's going to retire, but, I mean, he gets a win over Darren Elkins' last fight, but, and I love Cub Swanson. But he hasn't fought no one really great and no one young since, like, fuck, like, 2016. And this fucking guy, Martinez, he's fighting. He's been out. I mean, all of his wins are going to decision, but he's outstriking his opponents by, like, 25 to 30 each fight. I think he might pick Cub apart. Cub will probably put up a good last stand, and then we'll probably see the beginning of the end of him. Probably yeah. get two or three more fights out of him after this, and it'll be over. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point that you bring up, Mikey. Um yeah, I, I'm interested to see if that's what happens. Um, I don't. I personally don't know much about Jonathan Martinez. Do you guys know a lot about him? Like Mikey said, he's been picking motherfuckers apart. So, I mean, I definitely expect a war. Yeah, yeah. It's jujitsu versus striker. You know, Cub Swanson's always down to just stand and bang. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be a war. Hopefully, hopefully Cub can you know keep it up. But he does have 40 fights. It looks like so. Um, I would, I could see it going with like what Mikey said, like this is kind of his last big one and then goes down from there. Hopefully not though. Uh, next fight, Alexa Grasso versus Vivian. Oh gosh. Araujo, I think. Yeah. I don't, I don't know these ladies, but they both look fucking yoked. So I'm hoping to see a KO. I'm thinking I might get one. Jeff, do you think it's going to happen or? I, I don't know. I mean, both of these motherfuckers like to take it the distance, but both of them love to fucking, dude. They are both absolute dogs. 
standing back. Yeah, these are some of the most deadly fucking women in the fucking flyweight division, dude. It's so nuts. I mean, Alexa Grasso, her last performance, she fucking absolutely picked apart fucking Joanne Wood. It was ridiculous. Or nah, that that was yeah. the one that she fucking subbed. Yeah. Or, yes, she subbed. Yeah, her. so she fucking yeah picked her apart and then fucking took her to the ground and then she picked apart Macy Barber. Yeah, yep, yep, and that one absolutely broke my fucking parlay, broke my dreams. I love Macy Barber. I do too. And she absolutely destroyed Macy Barber. That is who she picked apart. And she beat our girl Kovalkiewicz, unfortunately. Yeah, she had she has some big fucking names on her belt, and Vivian Araujo, she's no fucking pushover. Also, she's yeah. she's been absolutely destroying people as yeah, well. She, she bit or she beat Andrea Lee this this year in uh, May, and then almost a year before that, she lost to Caitlin Chuk. Chikagian. Oh, yeah, I know Caitlin Chikagian. Yeah. Yeah, she's a yep. fucking animal. Yeah, Chikagian's an animal. I fucking know who that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, striker versus jujitsu. Um, yeah, and before that, she absolutely fucking dude. She mopped the floor with Roxanne Modafferi. Yeah. It was honestly so sad. <laughs> Did we tell our Roxanne Modafferi story? About her about her proposition. Oh yeah, <laughs> to come on the <laughs> we, podcast. Yeah, we DM'd Modafferi, and she said she would do it for. She was, said she would come on for some money, which is a smart plan. But unfortunately, we are not uh, very rich, so we had to decline. But we could have gotten her on the show for sure. Um, maybe leave a message somehow. Send us an email if you want us to do that, and we'll we'll pitch in some money. Was how how much was it, Mikey? I think she said thirty for thirty minutes. Oh. All right, I don't know. What if we did fifteen for fifteen? <laughs> yeah, that might that might do it. The only thing is, though, I read online, dude. Someone interviewed her, and it was a UFC fighter interviewed her, and was saying that like she was just the UFC fighter he was interviewing her was asking her like plain questions, like how'd you get into fighting and shit, and she was just giving one word answers. Like I guess uh-huh. she doesn't like the plain interviews. Yeah. I, I think I'm pretty like almost ninety nine percent sure it's Mata Ferry. So after that, I was really thinking 30 for 30. Yeah, Hell that's some bullshit. Know. She doesn't like playing interviews. I mean, I that's love kind of what interviewing as much is. as the other guy, but <laughs> in your career. That's kind of <laughs> what interviewing is. That like, was what... the plainest shit ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> she's, yeah, she's a fucking badass, and we, we would have loved to have her on, but for free. I mean, every other fighter we've had has been for free, so. I wasn't about to go in the old pocketbook and pull out 30 bucks because I just didn't think that would be super worth it for the way things are going. But yeah, no, uh, that's our that's our Roxanne about a fairy uh, story, a little behind the fucking scenes uh, stuff. Jeff, I hope you're right about this fight because I was kind of predicting an old uh, Vivi Araujo fucking wrestling bout. I'm, I'm really hoping it's not, but Grasso, she's struggled a little bit against wrestlers, so I, that's kind of what i was thinking going in but i really really hope you're right because i hate watching boring main events yeah wait so let's pick a favorite uh fight on this card mine's i'm, I'm excited or a, a fight that we're most excited for we'll do that so my first one i'm gonna go Tatsutaira versus vergara so i guess it'll be a quick night for me uh jeff well mike i think i'm gonna beat you to it jordan wright versus dusko i mean fucking 
this is not going to a decision. I mean, just hammer your fucking life on that. Bet the house. Bet the fucking wife and kids. I mean, not much else to say about that one. Hammy Sosa lock of the night right there. Um, <laughs> Mikey? Here we go. Uh, <laughs> so pretty wanna... much bet, bet on decision. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go with the Askarov, but I think I'm going to go with the Maximov and uh, Malcoon fight because I want to see these two brutes fucking throw down, too. Like you said, I want to see their wrestling cancel each other out, and I want to see some raw fucking heavy blows. <laughs> some heavy boys so dealing some heavy blows. I'm that's what I'm hoping. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for this card. Um, yeah, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back uh, asking some UFC questions. Okay, we're back with some UFC questions. Um, okay. Starting off, if the UFC starts moving away from fights in the, at the apex, what is a must see uh, city slash destination to host a pay-per-view or fight night? And, uh, who do you think should headline it? Mikey, I'm going to start with you. All right. So I had new Orleans and I want to see a Derek Lewis send off fight. So I know that wouldn't be immediate. Probably would take two or three more fights out of Derek Lewis, a hometown fight. And I would love to see Poirier get another big name after beating Chandler. Oh, I yeah. want to see Louisiana Pride. I want to see Theo Vaughn sitting fucking sideline because Max already met him. So I'd like to see him uh, sitting sideline. I'd like to see some Louisiana legends come out. I want to see the fucking party I on Bourbon see Street boozy after. There. Yeah, boozy for sure. <laughs> There's a isn't there a bunch of UFC fighters from Louisiana? There's not as many as you think when you look at it. I thought there was a shit ton yeah. too. There is a couple others, but not not nearly as many as you think. Yeah, no, I guess there really isn't. David, the boss, Bosnick, Duke Sensley, Quentin, the hero, Henry. Yeah, I don't know any of these guys. Lauren Gator, Thibodeau. That's the most fucking Louisiana name. But they have fucking, but they have two <laughs> legends, two yeah. huge name legends with Derek Lewis and Poirier. So they can make that a huge card. It sucks. It, it's just going to suck that, you know, Derek Lewis will just lose his uh, going home fight in that because he can't win at home for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's definite. And um <laughs> my boy, he hasn't been on the greatest of streaks. I don't want to see that. They should give him a fucking jobber, like you know, in, in... they should send him to Canada. <laughs> yeah. No, they should you know how in WWE they have the jobbers that come in and make the superstars look great? They should just give him a fucking like five eight white dude. Dude, are fucking give him dude, give dude, him I'm fucking coach O. Oh yeah, give him a start of- <laughs> knowing knowing um knowing Derek Lewis, he's gonna get knocked out by Coach O somehow. Dude, what's his name? Or, oh, Derek or, Lewis. Or Gurren or whatever. His Ogeron. Name is. Yeah, Ed Ogeron. Yeah. Also, a uh, little fun fact about LSU: they got absolutely fucked by Tennessee last night or last weekend. Go Vols, baby, go Vols. Um, Jeff, who's your pick for your cities and? Um, pick Philly. I've been fucking tooting yeah, this horn for a fucking for a minute now, and I don't think it's ever going to fucking come to Philly. I mean, no. my absolute dream is Baltimore. Yeah. I highly doubt that one. I mean, <laughs> have you ever seen The Wire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have. I've also been to Baltimore. It's not a good so. place, so <laughs> no. I, I, I doubt Dana's very much wanting to do business here. But I mean, Philly, Vegas is pretty I, shit. I, I can definitely see Philly John beats the fuck out Bilal Muhammad. Okay. And is there any other fighters that you want on that card? 
Obviously, Petrosky, if yeah. he gets a dub. Philadelphia. If, if we could get some of the Dawkins bros before they get fucking... <laughs> Dude, you guys are forgetting the main guy right now. What about Joey Body Bags? Dude was sleeping on benches yeah, in Joey Philly. Joey Piper, how am I forgetting? <laughs> oh, my fucking... God, I forgot and about you. And there's Pat Sabatini. And there's fucking, yeah, Sabatini. Uh... Oh, my God, why, is my... why am I drawing blank on the other dude? The other dude. dude fought not too long ago. Yeah. He trains with Sabatini, doesn't he? Yeah, he trains with all of them. He was, yeah, he fought right after Sabatini, his last fight. Fuck. This is going fucking... Hold on, well, I'm looking it up. Angry. I'm looking it up, hold on. It was uh, a very recent it? card. Yeah, I know you're talking about it. It could have been the last card. Uh, Bill Algia is from around there, too. He's not from Philly, but... He's from King of Prussia. And Dustin Stolfus from Lancaster, even though that oh, motherfucker yeah. claims Germany. He claims Germany. And he also claims Tennessee, too. Yeah, he does. He might, he might be a capper. He's fucking all over capper. the place. Well, he's like he's like ripping straight uh, German when he's like in the yeah. ring, so I don't know. He quit Amish and started capping. <laughs> dude, I'd love to get him on here. <laughs> that got me. I'd love dude. to get the Stolfmaster on here, too, started dude. capping, dude. I'd love you to chop it up with that guy. The man. Wait, was Dude, it that Anthony? Would be lovely. Was it Anthony Hernandez you were thinking of, Jefferson? Ah man, I have no idea. No. All right. Well, mine. Um, I I would fucking love a Boston card. You can get Calvin if uh, Calvin Cater beats Arnold Allen, and Josh Emmett loses. Maybe Cater versus Emmett too, and then you can get Joe Lazon on the card, and as as well like for maybe the co-main event um i'm sure there's more guys out there um maybe you call connor matthews up to the ufc have him fighting on the undercard or the prelims or whatever the fuck it's called is there any other, am i missing some guys i know i'm missing some guys no nah, i think joe lozon was a fucking good pick too i'm sure he'd get a shit ton of like local buzz oh yeah dude there's a bunch and you could pull the connecticut guys over in boston too because it's like right it's like right there as well and if you have like yeah like lozon might not be like the most household name but like in that region he's oh yeah fucking sure is yeah and um there's a bunch of gyms and training like you could pull the new hampshire guys i would fucking i would fly up font font would be sweet there too <laughs> oh font oh rob font dude I oh yeah know. rob what font. the fuck yes <laughs> I, I I don't know. I thought he was having a seizure. I didn't know what he was yeah, Font. That's who I was missing. Rob Font would be good. Um, and then I also Jefferson. I picked I picked Warsaw, Poland. Um, and you could have Blachowicz, Gamrot, Marcin Tybura, uh, Karolina Kowalkiewicz. That those guys could all be or guys and girls could all be on the card. Um, there's even more like Yatko could fight. Like that that could be a ton of fighters. You could have a whole Polish card. Fucking Russia starts a fucking yeah, that's true. Know, nuclear nuclear Armageddon and blows up the whole Eastern Europe. Poland's a NATO country, dude. That pulls us into it. So <laughs> he's got to he's Putin's got to watch himself. But yeah, I think the Polish card would be like a a Paris card. I think, or it would be even bigger because there's so many Polish fighters. Yeah, and fighting in Poland is um, yeah about the biggest sport other oh. than soccer. Dude, you're talking about Slavic people, dude. Slavic yeah, people Slavs, and dude. fighting they is have like nothing fucking but cold and bread and butter. Imagine. Yes, Jeff, we're Slavs. We're, we're we can speak on this. Also, wait. Um, have you guys ever seen the movie Furiosa, dude? Is this movie? Mm, I don't think so. 
it's this Polish movie that I watched a while ago, and I did a movie review on it for the Lovecast. I don't even know if I ever posted it, but um, basically, it's these gang or what are they called? Hood? No, fuck. What are they called when there's hoodlums? Oh, no. fucking. You know what I'm talking about when they're fans of um, uh, yeah, soccer teams. Oh, fucking uh, hooligans. They're hooligans. 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 Yeah. yeah. So it's different gangs of hooligans and they go and they go in the woods and gangs of 30 and they beat the fuck out of each other in the woods. And it's awesome. The whole show is they just go in, beat the fuck out of each other, drink, beat the fuck out of each other and drink. And it's a dude. I think I've seen the preview for that. It's such a good fucking movie. And they always just chant Furiosa, Furiosa, Furiosa. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, I was yeah, trying I to. Yeah, I think I saw that the fucking last Ravens fucking Super Bowl parade. <laughs> Fair. Fair, dude. I'm dude, like... me and me and Jeff's uh, birth—well, not our birth name, our heritage name from there is Sujiarski. So if any Sujiarskis are listening, fucking tune in, baby. Yes, I'm. A, I'm a Labelzik. It's pronounced Labelchik in Poland. And uh, yeah, if you're any, if you're any Labelchiks, fucking tune on in. Um, yeah, for sure. That means I think that means from Lublin. So if you're from Lublin, fucking hit me up and I'll use Google <laughs> Translate to try to talk to you. <laughs> back in the day, Mikey, back in the day, there was I, I know I showed Jeff. We had a um a trailer for an all Polish Lubcast episode, and it was just me, and it took a really long time to make I'll try and find it and send it to you. My Polish is really bad, but from what I could try and say. But yeah, um, do, let's see. Jeff, did you want to ask your question? Oh, wait, I'll, Mikey, you got the next, the Islam question. Go ahead. Yep, give me, let me pull this thing up. Okay, so should have Islam have had to have gone through someone in the top seven, such as Chandler, Gaethje, Raphael Faziv, before getting this title shot, or do you guys think he's done enough? Jeff, I'll let you go. I mean, I think he's done enough. I mean, if think about it from this possibly getting coached by the greatest coach of all time habib yes habib i'm pretty sure he's undefeated coaching or damn near yeah he's habib's a fucking amazing coach if he if he says that islam deserves title shot and he is the greatest in the world and i mean he is the fucking have he was at least started out as the heavy favorite so i mean i definitely think it's uh what you call it what's the word i'm looking for motherfucker warranted (laughs) yeah yeah definitely warranted no doubt yeah um i'm not so sure like i think the fact that he was on a 12 fight win streak before his loss to adriano martins and since then is now on a 10 fight win streak and uh, like all those wins are very dominant over solid opponents like Bobby Knuckles, Dober, Saryukin, and Dan Hooker. I think he's earned it, but we have seen guys get it like doing less. So I think he's kind of like in the middle, but I, I like, I'm just like indifferent if I could put it any other way. Like I, I can see the reasons why you'd be annoyed with it. And I can also see the reasons why you're okay with it. Cause like I said, like those guys, Bobby Knuckles, Drew Dober, Saryukin, Dan Hooker, those guys are really solid fighters. And, He's looked really, really, like really good in those and really dominant. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm okay with it, Mikey. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm not mad that he's getting the title shot. I would have liked to have seen him fight like Gaethje or Chandler first, just to see. I don't. 
No, like Bobby Green and Dan Hooker are really fucking good. Don't get me wrong. Upper echelon of the UFC, but they're not Gaethje, Chandler, or Poirier. I would have liked to see him go toe-to-toe with a brawler first, but I'm not mad at it either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree uh, like this. Jeff? I think if, if the Benil fight would have came in, I mean, that would have been perfect, but either either way, I mean, Benil was a backup for fucking the and I think he was a backup for that one. So, I mean, he's top tier, and Islam was supposed to fight him, and there's no doubt about that fight. So, yeah, I would have really liked to see him fight. I don't see why there should be a doubt about this fight. Yeah, I would have really liked to see him fight uh, Fiziev before anyone, any of the guys I listed before, too. I'd like to see him take down the other young competitor in the top 10. But, like you said, I, I'm not mad at it at all. But I think everyone would have liked to have seen that before Oliveira. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Jeff, did you want to ask your question? Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking, are supercards like 280? And I would think it was, what, 272 was the last one. And then we have 282 coming up or 281 coming up. That's fucking crazy. Are they worth having, like, these not so great cards like this fight night coming up this week? Uh, or should they like spread out the big name fighters more? Mikey, I'm gonna give this one. You go first on this one. Um, I think they should spread out big name fighters more. That's just I what I think because I think watching three title fights. My thing is too. I don't. It seems like there's a fucking effect where if there's more than one title fight on a card, one of them sucks. And I don't know if it's because yeah. there's another title fight or because there's so much like noise and shit in the stadium i don't know what the hell it is but i feel like if you spread them out maybe don't obviously don't put title fights on fucking fight nights but maybe like the yan and o'malley to headline a fight night i feel like maybe they put more on the table than they do at a than they do at a main event for whatever reason i don't know what the correlation is but there is a correlation for sure so yeah and i think uh if they start doing like Jan and O'Malley, or let's see who else is on this, even Darius and Gamrock could have headlined one yeah. and put it in a city, like some small city that fans are actually want to come to, is a lot more beneficial than fucking watching them as the third and fourth fight. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I like, I would also, I would rather just watch more steady, solid fights than rather like, you know, a couple of cards that don't really deliver and then like once a month or once a year getting a super card i think like it builds your brand especially in a i feel like this is an era where more people are like or the most people are accepting of ufc and are looking to you know become fans of the sport and i think if you're if you want to capitalize on that right now like you need to make consistently solid cards to get the the audience at home to like be interested in it consistently and to build up that fandom that you're looking for. Like, I know UFC is doing really well, but like, I really think that this, this sport could like take over the world. I mean, it already has, but like really take over. Like, I think it's safe to say it's not one of the big, like the big four, which would be like NHL or like basketball, hockey, uh, soccer, baseball, or what, or sorry, mm-hmm. football, soccer, or whatever. It's like basketball, hockey, football, soccer, the big four baseball's like right around there. I think UFC is not as big as those yet, but it definitely could be up there if it if they just kept building up their brand and i think that they need to do that by like spreading out the cards more because if you're one like i don't think the average fan's going to pay 
for a pay-per-view, especially if they don't really know what they're looking for. And especially because the pay-per-views are so expensive. So if you are able to give these free, make these free fights or fights that are on like ESPN plus make them really good and solid cards, then the fans are just going to like the average fans just going to tune in because wanting to watch sports on like an off day, especially in the summer when there's nothing else on, but UFC. So if you're able to spread these cards out better, you're going to be able to capitalize on the random fan and kind of like that, like build a love off of it. And like, I've seen that in my two roommates that like didn't really know UFC and we've just slowly been watching the cards and they're getting much more into it. And that's kind of how I got into it. I was just bored scrolling the fucking tube and found UFC on. So yeah. My uh, Jeff, do you agree? Yeah, I I feel like I agree because these like super cards, Chael Sonnen brought this up too. They always have the tendency for like being like too stacked and someone doesn't show up. And Chael said he like kind of broke it down how like if they were headlining a main or like main eventing a fight night like they usually would they'd be getting all the attention. But instead, it's going to be the two top guys getting all the media attention True. and shit. And these fighters don't like it when they show up to the, especially Abu Dhabi, being all alone yeah. with no media attention just sitting there. I mean, 280 might be too stacked and fall in that little curse, like Chael said, and someone might might pull out. Yeah, and I also, I don't know when exactly everyone's getting there, but you're going to have some, uh, what's it called? Like some fucking, oh, what's it called when you fly across the country? and Jet lag. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if we're going to have, like, because the time. A lot of them are already going now. Oh, okay, yeah. never mind then. Scratch that. Um, I think Oliveira is there. Never mind. Oliveira and Islam. Scratch that. Sure. They're smart. They're getting over the jet lag early. Dude, like the one that popped in my head, like look at 276. Steranko, Steranko, Jessica Rose Clark was the first of the early prelim. Then the prelim was Jalen Turner, Jim Miller, Cowboy, Ian Gary, Drykus. And then the main cards, Pereira, Barbarina, Robbie Lawler, Volk, and Izzy. Like that is way too many big name fighters on one card. Yeah. In my opinion, at least. And like... The Pereira, uh, what was the card with Pereira and Strickland? Was that that card? Yeah, that was this one. Yeah, like those guys could have easily headlined a fight night or something. Or yeah, like there's no excuse to have these like small apex, not too big fucking, not too great fight night cards when you could be selling out fucking stadiums. COVID's over. We can fucking sell out stadiums now. I mean, yeah. I I don't understand why not. Well, Damon Jackson explained to us because we asked him this question. He said that yeah. um, a lot of it has to do with like the employees live in Vegas, so it's easier for yeah. them. And but he also made a good point too, where he was saying that they should just all be in Vegas, but all have crowds. Yeah, he said the sense. crowd was. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't understand like if there you have so the UFC has so much money, like either build a or like use a stadium. I don't know. I mean, there's sure I'm sure there's a lot more logistics use to it. T-Mobile Arena in fucking Vegas all the fucking time. Yeah, for real. I don't. I think they would have to like schedule around like the Vegas Golden Knights and all them. I guess I don't. I don't fucking know. But yeah, that those were uh, good questions. Um, hopefully this card doesn't. Not that the the fight night, but the two eighty card doesn't flop because I think it is dangerously, like you said, over overstacked and it could definitely flop, which would really suck because on paper it looks like it's going to be awesome. It would just suck if it flops, which 
those overstacked cards have had have one to do. But Izzy Adesanya is not on it, so it won't. Pro- it probably won't be a super boring uh, card. I used to be a huge Izzy fan, but recently his fights have just been so fucking boring. Um, <laughs> that's gonna do it for us at the Uppercut Podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening so much, and we're, we'll be back with the review of the UFC Fight Night and a preview of UFC 280.